Hello, PolyAm fam, and welcome to Talk Your Poly Off, presented by ilovepoly.org. This is your podcast for ethically navigating your relationships, your community, and yourself for a healthier and happier lifestyle. This is Bella Doll. She is my sunshine full of giggles. And this is Joshua Monsuda, the logic to my emotion and the chaos to my order. So now you know us. Pull up a seat and let's talk our poly off. We're talking about how to connect or problems with connecting, uh, flirting, uh, difficult times with flirting. You just you just had a good time with somebody. You felt, and then things got weird. You want to explain yeah. a little bit of that? Or? Yeah, so I had a connection through some online discussion. And we set up a date, and it you know, was a whole day of afternoon-type outdoorsy, hanging-out-together stuff. Um, she ended up staying the night, not with me, just at the house. We were up late drinking kind of a thing. And then left the next day. And since then, things got a little awkward in Mm -hmm. communication online. I'm really bad at flirting and reading people. Um, And then today, a week later, you know, we ended up deciding we're just not... Compatible. We're not compatible. We don't mesh well. Um, So then that got me thinking. And I just... I used to be a person who flirting was part of my personality. It just came natural. And I was that friend that sometimes other girlfriends would look at me and they'd be like, oh, they want my husband, which wasn't the case. I'm just naturally a flirt. Mm -hmm. And I found that maybe over the last five years or so, that skill has just diminished. If I make a connection and sparks fly, it's easy. But if I'm trying to just make friends and be myself and talk to people and get a little flirty, it's like my flirt button is broken. I've forgotten how. Or even if you're interested in someone for for a potential connection, you still struggle if it's not like an immediate spark. Right. If there's not this like crazy magnetic chemistry thing, I don't know what to do and I'm awkward and I'm like, should I touch them here on their shoulder or how do like, what do I do? And I know like I give you a bunch of shit because you flirt a lot. So in in a way, I envy your ability to just so casually flirt with people, and I feel like I've lost that. Well, and it's not even that this one person is shaking your ability, or you've you've expressed this with, I guess, a couple of people you tried to date in the past recently, yeah. and the continued inability to read or connect is something that has been growing inside of you more and more with each each attempt. Yeah. Would that be accurate? Totally. Okay, so... And each each failed attempt, or each time a relationship isn't compatible or just doesn't turn into anything beyond a date, mm-hmm. in my messed up head, sometimes it validates it. Clearly there's something wrong with me, right. is what my brain ends up saying. So, you're right. You do give me a fair amount of shit for flirting. I am a notorious flirt. I do connect well with people, or easily with people, and often... It's it's not something that's like, I'm actively going to flirt with this person because I totally want to get attention. Or I'm actively going to flirt with this person because I definitely want to go date them. Right. It's just, I flirt. It's my friendliness. It's my openness. It's my loving to love. It's not specific to dating per se, but it does go hand in hand. For me, when I flirt, I'm just saying, hey, I like you as a person. 
I feel comfortable with you and I'm showing that. And yeah, there are times where I flirt with somebody, I guess, or I'm friendly to somebody and I may not realize that that somebody might be like, oh, Monsada flirted with me and now I want to date him. And whatever happens, happens, I guess, but I don't. I don't go at it with the intention of trying to hook up. And what I was going to say before we hit the record button is that I see people, I'm, I'm a watcher. I study behavior and psychology and, and interpersonal interactions and social interactions. And so I watch, I watch people. It's part of what helps me learn how to deal with people or how to deal with people because I know everyone's different and being, uh, as I've said in the past, a bipolar, sometimes I need to pay that extra attention. So I watch people. I watch interactions. I watch group settings. If I'm quiet, I'm just kind of trying to take in the information. And what I see in general when I watch, especially like in our events or gatherings or just interacting with other poly people is that it seems that these days, and it could be that it's happened forever, but it seems to me that a lot of people walk around with their walls up, with their their fears not wanting to be exposed, maybe hiding insecurities or just guarded because they have worries about trust or it all comes down to like a self-preservation a fear defense mechanism maybe in my eyes Mm -hmm. this is i'm not i'm not a doctor so this isn't clinical but my observations right is that people often walk around with their walls up or you know and that's why people want to have their best face forward so that their first impression is the most wonderful thing it's it's great And it's a good idea to want people to like you, you know, just as a human being. But it also isn't long-lasting. If I went around trying to make a fabulous first impression with everybody, I wouldn't really often get past the first impression phase. I would make my first impression, and then as time would go on, they'd be like, well, you seemed like this in the beginning, but now I find out that you're into heavy metal music or dark humor or whatever and and you're just not what I thought you were. Right. So one of the things that I've tried to take away in life is just try to walk with your walls down. And that's a scary thing for a lot of people. Some people, it might be too terrifying to try. But you walk around with your walls down like... Don't expect anything out of anyone. Remember the birds on a mm-hmm. previous episode? Mm-hmm. It's the birds. We're all going to die. Nothing <laughs> matters. Like, there's no importance to anything. We're all just birds flying around until we die. <laughs> so, if we're putting too much thought or worry or expectation into any encounter, we're going to be afraid of the wind. We're going to be afraid to fly, and we're going to be a bird that's grounded, and we can't live. 
So as scary as it might seem, my thoughts are to try to learn how to live life without walls up. We, we don't need the fences. We don't need the defenses, the barriers. We're going to get hurt. That's, that's part of life. Like relationships are going to come and they're going to end and people's hearts are going to break and that's okay. It's not going to kill us until it does. And when it does, we'll be too dead to care. (laughs) (laughs) So, and that's where my flirting comes from is that I've already died. Right. And it was boring (laughs) And I'd like to be alive. Mm -hmm. And I already have a hard enough time with some of my own internal things. Oh, Oh, here comes the fire trucks. I already have enough time, a hard time with my own internal things. So I do already have a whole string of struggles I deal with. But I don't need to. Yeah. Right? I want to connect. I want to interact. I want to know people. And so I put my walls down, knowing I'm going to get hurt. I'm going to say something and end up hurting someone else. I won't mean to, but we all do it. And, and as long as we can try to live open and full of compassion and with an exposed heart, then whatever hurt happens will be a learning lesson or a growing lesson. And... I don't expect, honestly, I don't expect shit from anybody because I've been disappointed plenty of times in my past. And for a long time, I was definitely afraid of being disappointed or having my heart broke or just not being good enough or doing good enough or whatever. But it's an eventuality. It's, it's imminent. You're going to get your heart broke. You're going to break someone else's heart. You're going to you're going to be alive. Don't expect shit out of anybody. Just be grateful for what you do get and try to give something that someone would be grateful for. And I mean, obviously there's consent, right? You were talking about touching someone's shoulder, mm-hmm. like, Oh, should I touch their shoulder or not? And that's, that's easy negotiation right off the bat. Like, I, you know, I'm really digging you. Is it okay if I touch a shoulder or something? And if they're cool with it, they'll say yeah. And if they're not cool with it, they'll say no. And that's totally okay too. You know? I don't know if this is all making sense or if I'm just rambling. Well, it makes sense. I just don't know. Like, I'll get open consent. And then I'm still awkwardly like, I'm going to touch you with my forefinger on this spot on your shoulder. Right. Because I don't know how to be close to you. So I'm still awkward and so, weird. So why don't you know how to be close to somebody? I don't know. Maybe fear. Maybe fear of rejection. Maybe. Lack of experience. Yeah, but a lack of experience. Especially you, with women. Mm-hmm. My experience with women has not always been the best. Mm-hmm. Especially in the like intimacy and cuddling type department where I'm like, I don't know right. what to do but I still do think it comes down to fear like you don't know what to do what if I do it wrong what if I do it and it was too far down the shoulder <laughs> too close to the elbow the I don't shoulder. know <laughs> you know like what if what if 
And that's where we get stuck in our heads. And that's where we build little defenses like, oh, I don't want to do this because I don't want to get rejected or I don't want to hurt somebody or I don't want to misstep. And obviously, like any anything that we ever talk about or anything that anyone ever experiences, full discussion on consent, full discussion on, you know, expectations or hopes, I guess, is better than mm-hmm. expectations. Hopes of what you would like to see or or what you would be interested in being involved in. And then just seeing where it goes. You know, when I am fresh hanging out with somebody, and I may be interested beyond just my typical flirting stage, and I have that talk. And sometimes I don't have that talk right away, and so that means I don't engage, I don't initiate. And when that has happened in the past, I get a message a couple days later like, did I do something wrong? You didn't seem like you were very interested in me. And and I have to explain, well, I just, I didn't know what to do and I wasn't sure. And I felt weird asking. So I figured it was just safest not to try to cross that bridge. Yeah. Because we all have our comfort zones. And I'm not saying that you have to be out of your comfort zone 100% of the time. Sometimes it's nice. Sometimes you're getting a good feel for what's going on. And you don't want to take that step yet. And that's okay. But if, like, like what we were talking about, if you've already had that conversation and now you're afraid to even put your finger on their shoulder, take a chance. Step out of your comfort zone. When you're sitting there talking and you laugh, like, I've obviously been with you when you've <laughs> laughed. <laughs> and you oftentimes just reach out and grab my arm because it was funny and you want to connect. And there's that. I do wonder if you're too afraid. Like, you become super self-conscious of doing that because you don't want to upset somebody or you don't want to be rejected or whatever. Take that chance. When you're laughing a lot with somebody, don't be afraid to, after you guys have already had the conversation, don't be afraid to put your hand on their arm. I'm pretty sure I hit you more when I laugh. (laughs) Yeah, and I don't like that at all. We never had that talk about con- <laughs> on consent level. <laughs> Slap your knee. <laughs> but it's, I believe that some of this comes from, why would you put your walls up? Why would you put defenses up when you're meeting with someone new? If you had some time to think about that. <laughs> Which I'm not giving you because we're on the spot because now we're recording. I mean, it, I'm, it, it all comes back to fear. You know, it's mm-hmm. still a, um, a fear of like in this situation or others similar they validate whatever bad thoughts I'm already having about my self or my skills right so if I'm already in a state where I'm like man I'm really bad at dating (laughs) like I can't seem to do it well right take a second so like if it comes to fears of that I think that some of it is our own internal language we're telling ourselves that we're not good enough or we're not pretty enough or we're not skinny enough or whatever it is that we feel isn't good. And so we're already imparting these personal judgments on ourselves. Right. And then on top of that, we have our past experiences with people we have dated, maybe long-term dating. And eventually that person's telling us the things that our internal monologue is already going through. 
because that person's frustrated with themselves or or you have not been a proper fit with this person in your life. And so now, in addition to your internal monologue, you have external input confirming all these things to be afraid of. Or you go on a date or whatever, and you have to say what you're comfortable with on a date so that the other person can respect that. And if that person feels put off or they anticipated something, they might also add to that solidification of judgment. So what are the three tips you'd give me or someone in my shoes when I'm fighting fears and not doing so hot in the dating world? I would say first off, remember the birds. I couldn't, I couldn't say it enough. they fly around, they don't give a shit, they just live their life to be their best bird. Right. If you're a bird that's afraid to fly, and you were meant to fly, then you're not living your life. Right. And, remember, all animals, aside of the human animal, doesn't care about time, or they don't have the concept of these super abstract constructed thought processes that humans do because of their level of sentience. So basically a deer is going to eat grass and run from danger and procreate, right? Like they're going to do deer things. (laughs) They're not going to be one spring, the buck deer is not going to walk around being like, oh, if I shed my velvet on my antlers too early, are the other deer going to judge me for that? (laughs) They're just going to shed the, the, the velvet off their antlers. Right. They're going to rub those trees and they're going to do their things and they're doing what they do. So what's tip two? Tip two is pay attention to your thought process. If you can pay attention to your thought process, then you might catch yourself when you start overthinking. Pay attention to your thought process when you start judging yourself unnecessarily refer to tip one (laughs) right when you like pay attention to what's going on in your head because when you start getting that negative narrative when you start getting that conversation inside your head that monologue of i'm not good enough i'm no good at dating i'm no good at flirting refer to tip one remember you're stopping yourself you're stopping yourself from flying you're stopping yourself from shedding your velvet. Just don't. Try to talk yourself away. You don't have to super inflate a fragile ego by saying, no, you're 100% beautiful. And fuck them if they don't like you. Because <laughs> that creates vanity, I think, yeah. and arrogance. And that's not really necessary. But be honest with yourself. I am good enough. I am a happy person. And I have good friends. Or... My heart is in the right place. And and try to tell yourself about what matters instead of all the judgments that are trying to tear you down. Right. So that would be tip two. So the third tip is try to live your life without walls. Don't put walls up. Don't put defenses up. Just try to love knowing you're going to get hurt. Not afraid of it, but knowing it. And you don't have to do, like, relationship escalator love. It's not like, oh, 
I'm going to tell you I love you, so now we need to ha- have a marriage and 2.6 kids and a white picket fence and a dog named Fluffy and a two-car garage. <laughs> no, just love without expectation, without fear. I absolutely love. I mean, and, and I have no problems. If, if I hardly know you and I tell you I love you, it doesn't mean I want to shack together. It doesn't mean <laughs> that I want to share a bank account. It just means that I feel good feelings towards you. And I'm happy that for whatever length of time you're in my life that you're there. I know I'm going to get hurt. I'm still processing through a long relationship that has had a hard time. And I'm still hurting from that. But it's it's still important to know what love is and to give it as though you've never been hurt. Don't worry about it. If they want to receive your love, they will. And if they don't, they will say, I appreciate the sentiment, but I don't want to hear it. Okay, thank you for your honesty. And and I'll be mindful of that. You know, it's easy. So, I mean, it's not easy. <laughs> but it is easy. The concept is easy. Right. So, one, remember the birds. Remember Just the live, birds. live freely. Yeah, live free. Know you're going to die. It's a big, no big deal. <laughs> Step two. I, I think it's. Two. I, I'm going to interrupt you oh, now. I'm trying to remember these. It's fine. We'll go back to. It. I think it's funny because every time I talk about the birds or I give my like nihilistic viewpoint, <laughs> you always laugh like, "Oh God, don't say those things." <laughs> We're supposed to be a podcast yeah. about love and happiness. You're but all it, gonna die. <laughs> right, but it's honestly true. And the sooner you can come to terms with that, <sighs> the easier a lot of things are. I used to be terrified of dying. Yeah, until you did die. <laughs> Even after that. Yeah. Because I've died and I don't want to do it again. I was mortified. And that caused me to not do a lot of things. It caused me to be afraid of a lot of things. And it got to a point like I wouldn't ride roller coasters. It was ridiculous. Yeah. It was embarrassing. And and I had to get, I mean, like I was a super germaphobe. I still am a little bit, but I was like really bad. Like I wouldn't eat it because it could cause E. coli and my head would blow up. <laughs> But as life progressed, and and the more I realized fear was holding me back, that as long as I can face whatever my problem is, if it doesn't kill me, I'm going to fix it. And if it does kill me, I'll be too dead to care. (laughs) And it it sounds dark, and it sounds morbid, but it really isn't. It's actually one of the most freeing things you can do in your life, is to realize that we are all going to die permanently at some point. And that nothing matters. I can't. I just I know. can't. I know, and it's funny watching. I'm too happy sunshine for this whole, like, death and destruction. And- no, but the death and destruction, <laughs> that's what makes me happy sunshine. I, yeah. Not the act of death and destruction, but knowing that it's imminent and not, imminent. Being, not being afraid. Death is imminent. It's, it sounds like the cloud... The cloud and trolls, the uh, uh, little sloppy sloppy make daddy happy guy, right. where he's all like, death, 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 pick the right tunnel, or, you know, blah, blah. Right. That's what that sounds like. Imminent death. <laughs> well, I'm glad that it amuses you. I didn't think About being trolls? a happy, sunshiny person, death would be so amusing. <laughs> so step one is be the birds. Okay, we're going back to that. I need to remember these. Be the birds. Be alive. Quit being afraid of being alive. Don't be afraid to fly, because then if you're not flying, you're not living. Okay, step two. Your internal monologue, 
understand where this comes from, change your thoughts, recognize when you're allowing judgment and negativity to influence your fears and concerns. Mm -hmm. And three? Step three is walk with your walls down. Love like you've never been hurt. Walk like a zombie. Oh, what's it with you and death all the time? Hey! Ah, we're trying to talk about love and you're talking about zombies and shit? (laughs) Is the song Walk With a Zombie? Walk With a Zombie. Okay, so we could just change it to Walk Like a Zombie. No. Zombies don't have walls up. Zombies don't give a shit. Kind of like the Honey Badger. Honey Badger don't give a shit. I think it's Honey Badger don't care. Probably. I changed it. And I I think we're just going to gloss over the zombie thing. (laughs) (laughs) We could talk about death. But we can't talk about zombies? Oh, we totally can. But if we're going to talk about zombies, that's going to take a whole another podcast. And it's going to require um, a full podcast at the very least because I love zombies. Okay, so Don't, one... Wait. So just for the record, for anyone that's listening, everyone that's listening, we're actually having this discussion. And while we were having this discussion, Bella was trying to secretly, quietly make a drink so she wasn't <laughs> clanging around. And she makes this drink... <laughs> She is experimenting. She takes one drink, makes probably the nastiest face I've seen her make (laughs) in all of our relationship so far. Shakes her head no, like, do not go in there. And then hands me the drink, like, try this. You gotta be high. I think it might just be a little too strong on the tequila. So really, if you just drink it down a little bit so I could add more of the juice. Wait, why am I the one that has to drink all the tequila? Because I feel like you would like the tequila more than I like the tequila. Hmm. So, fly like a bird. Yep. Be aware of your... Thought process. Thought process. Don't let judgments bring you down. And walk like a zombie. And walk without walls. (laughs) Love like you've never been hurt before. Know it's going to happen. Quit being afraid of it because it's going to happen again. I'm going to make a meme out of that. This better not be shit. Love like you've never been hurt before. Oh, all I can smell is tequila. I know. It was a little strong on the tequila. I think I'm used to making your drinks. Yeah, that's not bad. I like that. It's not bad. I just need a little more room for a little more bubbly. (laughs) All right. I'll drink it now. (laughs) Okay, yeah, so I got this. Okay. Three tips, really four. Remember the birds and just live. Right. Live like you're going to die. Don't be afraid to fly. <laughs> don't be afraid to fly. Okay. Remember the birds. Don't be afraid to fly. Two, remember your thought process and stay aware of the negatives. It's not remember your thought process. It's be actively aware of your thought process. Okay. In the present, don't reflect on it as though it were in the past. Birds, thought process... Walls, live and love freely. Well, walls and live and love freely are together. (laughs) Because if you're putting walls up, it's because you're afraid to love freely. So it's kind of part and partial. The whole genie gig. (laughs) I can't wait to see how Will Smith does this. I think he'll do all right. We're not going to sidetrack to Aladdin again. We did that on Hot Tub. I know. But these people might not listen to Hot Tub. They should listen to to Hot Tub. Everyone listens to Hot Tub Poly Talk. Everyone. (laughs) All like eight subscribers. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Eight subscribers, 200 downloads. Just a week ago, <laughs> the North American ambassador for Wakanda actually emailed me and said, <laughs> I absolutely love Hot Tub Polytalk. Yes. And I tried to play it 
when we have council meetings to discuss our country. I feel like this wasn't a dream. I feel like I live a dream. Yes, sometimes. So what it comes down to is I think that too often people live in fear. They live with worry of expectations, or I'm sorry, worry of judgment. Mm -hmm. They build expectations of what things should look like or how things should go or whatever. And that's why I get shit for flirting too freely because I don't, I don't do expectations. Like, yeah, sure, eventually I do, right? Like, I kind of expected that you would have done dishes today, right? As an example. Don't look at the sink. It was, it was just <laughs> a quick grab at uh, an example. But don't worry about expectations. Don't worry about what tomorrow looks like. Just for, for a little bit of what you're doing, enjoy today. Because you might not be here tomorrow. You're so wise in your old age. Uh-huh. So let me recap what I remember. Okay. Okay. One, remember the birds. Don't be afraid to fly. Right. Two, be aware of your thought process in the moment. Mm-hmm. And three, walk with walls down. Live and love freely without fear. Right. Ta-da! I aced this class. It's a solid B. What? Yeah. I was a straight A student. Not today, Junior. <laughs> uh, you're killing me. You're killing me, Smalls. Yeah, tell me about can it. Can I add more bubbly to this? Yeah, I think you can. Okay. And now that we've recapped that seven times. Yes. It's definitely not easy to navigate relationships, and it's not easy to navigate new relationships specifically but if anyone was going to follow me on anything aside of Instagram where you can follow us <laughs> if anyone was, was going to follow anything that I would actually say I would want people to follow that Yeah, is that life it's the longest thing we're ever going to experience but it is so short and it's easy to forget that you're alive, and it's easy to get wrapped up in your fears of what could kill you. So if you just remember that it's all going to happen eventually anyway, fly. Spread your wings and fly. And do it. Feel the wind currents. See the horizon. Don't be afraid to get out there. Get your heart broke. Put your heart in a place to get broke. Because everything that you can experience is just that. It's just experience. It's a chance. You need to stop. I'm trying to talk. <laughs> Put the towel down. <laughs> if you want me to be done, tell me you want me to be done. <laughs> no, continue. I was flying. I uh, know. Don't fly while we podcast. Oh, we can't take it to go? <laughs> no. As soon as we're done, you can fly. Okay. I mean, does any of that... Does does that make sense? I mean, I know it seems hard to do. It makes sense, logically. Right. Right? The idea of like, oh, let me just walk around with my walls down. <laughs> no problem. I'll get right on that. <laughs> right. Where's the Kool-Aid man to come batching through them? 
Oh, you said Kool-Aid immediately. I thought of Jim Jones. Jim Jones? Yeah, Jim Jones Punch. It's it's probably something for a different podcast. Like, probably for a true crime podcast, oh, actually. I like he true was, crime. He was a guy that started a religion in California, moved it down to South America, and then when the feds were going to invade the camp, he poisoned all the people in the camp. Maybe we can do Polly Needs True Crime for one episode. That'd be fun. Sounds like a hot tub episode. Totally. For those who don't know, our other podcast is called Hot Tub Polly Talk. That one is a little less poly based, although it's definitely tied in. It's more of us just bullshitting outside in our hot tub. About weird shit. Weird and random and fun. Anything from superheroes to true crime. <laughs> right. You just never know. Right. So yeah, it makes sense. To think about what you said, it makes sense logically, but it's just harder to do. Mm-hmm. Think about anything you've ever learned. Riding a bicycle, you can see how it works. You can see that they pedal. You can see that they're steering with their hands. Logically, you know how it works. You have to get on there and then try it and fall down a whole bunch of times before you figure it out. And that's why I say walk with your walls down. Fall down. Don't be afraid to skin your knee in love. (laughs) You like that? Yeah, that's good. Except my brain goes to other places. Yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, like, but that's it, though. Like, we are never going to be good at anything until we experience it. And when you're feeling hurt, it's okay to feel hurt. And you don't have to project that on other people. You can just try to figure it out. Find someone who can talk you through things. You can email us, monsida at pacificnorthwestpolyamory.com or bella at pacificnorthwestpolyamory.com. <laughs> if you don't feel like you have other support. So I just I just put it out there for, for us to provide emotional assistance. We're probably not the greatest. You probably want to find some people local, but I mean, we care and we're listening. We do. We care about our community. And, and you are part of our community. Thank you. This episode came at a pretty odd day because earlier this morning I got notification that a dear friend of mine has passed. And he lived to be 53 years old. He absolutely lived the way that I'm talking about today. And... We we didn't always see eye to eye, and we butted heads a pretty decent amount, as I do with people, but we've been friends for 15 years, and, and his passing was unexpected and far too soon because he lived a healthy, active lifestyle, and, and he... He had a lot of people that loved him, including me. And he did exactly what I'm talking about now. He he flew, and he flew high, and he wasn't afraid that he didn't see the ground because he was just loving every bit of air that he caught. He maybe wasn't always the greatest at the second one, about being aware of your thought process, but he still had a pretty good control of his thought process, and he still did good. And and that man absolutely loved without fear. I mean, he he was a genuine, full-of-heart kind of guy, and 
and uh, so it, it, it's odd that this came up today and so I guess I think it would be it, it would be a pretty easy way to to dedicate this entire show And our condolences go out to all of his friends and family. There are many, many people who loved him. Garth, I absolutely am going to miss you. And you've been one of the truest friends I've known. And we will look out for Jay while you're gone, because I know that you love Jay immensely. And uh, you will not be forgotten. So, <laughs> on that note, cheers. Cheers. We love you, Garth. And uh, <laughs> we will all love openly and freely with you in our hearts and our memories. Till next time, guys. We love you too, Polly M. Fam. Love you, bye. Thank you for talking your Polly off with Bella and Monsada. You can find our Facebook page in the links or by searching for I Love Polly and liking the page polyamory get your heart on you can also find i love polly on instagram and twitter by searching i love polly cares if you want us to help you navigate to all of our online presence check out the show notes or come on over to ilovepolly.org we would love to hear from you that's right and you can get in touch with us by emailing podcast at ilovepolly.org that's singular podcast not plural so until our next discussion polyam fam Live like there's no tomorrow. Laugh until it hurts. And, and love, love without, without limits. limits.